Are you struggling in your faith? Are you pretending you're happy but stuck in a spiritual rut? Are you tired of listening to famous pastors and preachers who make it sound so easy? Welcome to Broken Catholic, the number one Protestant and Catholic voice in America. I talk about the important things that nobody else is talking about, like how to align with God's plan for your life, because I believe this is where 90% of Christians get stuck. And I tackle the negative self-talk that we all secretly struggle with but won't admit. My guests are brave Protestants and Catholics who share their struggles, their fears, and their daily holy habits that help them win in their spiritual lives. I'm your host, your coach, your friend, Joseph Warren. I'm also a broken Catholic and former atheist and a spiritual coach to Christian business owners and CEOs who are married with children. This show was created for you, the broken Catholic, who's pushing to get your spouse, your kids, and yourself to heaven. Wherever you are in your spiritual journey, you're just one surrender prayer away. Today, my featured guest is Dr. Joe Martin. He's an award-winning international speaker, author, educator, and certified man builder. He's the creator and founder of Real Men Connect. He runs the podcast, Real Men Connect. It's the number one podcast on iTunes for Christian men. Joe is all about, he's dedicated his whole life to helping men, husbands and fathers like you write their comeback story, or at least prevent you from having to write one at all. He provides men with a a proven five-step plan that's guaranteed if you're courageous and committed to help you win in the areas that matter most to you as a husband, a father, and a spiritual leader of your home. Joe and I are so in sync in the calling God's put on our life. That's why I've invited him onto the show a second time. So go back and and watch, uh, listen to that first episode. He did a fantastic job. So today I invited him back on to speak about purpose and you can finding your purpose. And we're going to get into that because it's such a mysterious topic. There's more books written on purpose than probably any other subject matter out there. Yet 99% of humanity dies with regret because they've never found their purpose. Why is that? So we're going to get into that conversation today. So if you struggle with purpose, listen up. And if you want to find Joe, go to realmenconnect.com, realmenconnect.com. Dr. Joe Martin, welcome back to Broken Catholic. Thanks for being here. Fill in some of the gaps in that intro, would you? Well, Joseph, um, thank you for having me back, man. I, I, this is really an honor and a pleasure. No, I think you pretty much covered it other than them going through my story. But like you said, if they um, go back to the other interview, they can listen to my a background story, but I agree with you hundred percent, man, with this particular topic. And I'm excited that you brought me back on the show to talk about it because purpose, um, yeah, we, we make it mysterious and that's why there's so many books written about it. But I think today they're going to be blessed today. As we talk about it, we, you know, we haven't pre-recorded this show or pre-scripted this show. So we don't really know what's going to happen, but I can tell you, we're going to demystify this thing called purpose. So um, people can get really excited about it. And I think that it's going to bless a lot of people out there listening today. I agree with you. And I love what you just said. Like we didn't pre-record this show, BC Nation, right? There's nothing scripted here, but we did surrender this show. Right. Dr. Joe Martin and I did a surrender prayer right before we got on asking God to really speak his words of truth into your life right now, because Dr. Joe and I don't know what you need to hear. We don't know what you've been through. We know you've struggled. We know you're probably struggling with something right now. 
but we don't know your background story. We don't know the trauma you've gone through. We don't know the healing that's still needed, but God does. God's looking right into your heart, into your soul right now. So hopefully he's going to pass through us uh, and, and use us as, as vessels to speak his truth into you. So Dr. Joe, let's start off this way, right? Let's get personal. Mm -hmm. um, I, I think leadership is all about you go first right? That's, that's right. what leadership looks like. That's so, also what love looks like too. That's also what love <laughs> looks like. Amen. Amen. All right. So Dr. Joe, how did you find your purpose and, and, and take us um, back in time, right? Before you had your purpose, kind of give us this short, brief summary, paint us a picture of what life was like when you had no purpose, no direction, whatever, or calling. And then how did you get to that? And God revealed it to you. And that's where you are now, right? You stepped into that. So go for that, please. Well, and I'll take you to um, when I even started really thinking about it, because typically we all are looking for specific answers to certain questions. I don't care what your um, race is, your gender, your religion, denomination. We all are looking for some, some key answers to questions like, who am I? Now, I'm not talking about your social security number or even what you do for a living, but no, who am I to your core? Who am I? Why am I here? Where am I going and how do I get there from here? Those are questions that every person is going to be, is going to have to tackle and face those questions in this thing called life. Well, I'm going to put you past all of that because those questions are probably subconsciously in my mind at the time growing up as a kid in the hood and, and going through all the adversity I had to go through um, to get to college. That was a whole nother story. But when I got to college, it started out by picking a major. You know, um, I'll, you know, Joseph also used to be a college professor. I taught at two different universities. And um, one of the things that they have is statistic. They said the average college student would change majors. I think it's like 4.72 times or something like that. I don't know how they it's come insane. up with that. But it's, it's crazy. Now, I actually have to admit, though, that I changed my major twice. All right. <laughs> typically, you were half a, a statistic. <laughs> now, and even though I struggled, that would be considered beating the norm. But I'm telling you, I saw students who changed their major more than five or six or seven times. Sure. And so when I was a college student, I decided I was going to major in computer science. Um, and you're talking about, I'm, I mean, I'm 51 now. And so you're talking about back in the day before the internet and everything else. And they're doing, remember um, the different programming languages, Pascal and COBOL and Fortran. Well, I was majoring in computer science and did well academically. I was killing it, Joseph. First semester in college, 4.0. Going into my junior year, I'm probably caring about maybe a 3.8. 375, but it's, it's pretty up there, right? And um, one day I was doing a homework assignment. And so I guess I had to be maybe 18 years old, 18, 19 years old. I'm doing a homework assignment and it's like two or three in the morning and I'm doing a program. And at that time, when you do program, you got to go through lines and lines of code. And so if one code was, if one thing was off, the whole program was shut down. And so I'm doing this, trying to find this error. And I look at the clock and I'm getting ready to go to bed because I got a, a test and turn it in tomorrow. I'm like, it's three in the freaking morning. <laughs> Is that right? And I'm asking myself, are you having fun? Mm. And I said, no, this is what you're going to graduate to. Now, this is just practical. We're not getting into the other stuff yet, but this is practical. You're going to be doing this, Joe Martin, when you graduate from college. This is why you're putting all these hours in. This is why you're working so hard. I said, okay, I get that. Now, I'm not having a conversation with God. I'm talking to myself. I said, do, and this is from a practical standpoint, if I was being paid to do this to three in the morning, would I be more satisfied now? Would I be happier now? Mm. And the answer was no. Mm. I said, I can't, I wouldn't want it. This is not fun. I'm not having fun doing this. 
that's called cause of what we call in marketing um, cognitive dissonance. Mm-hmm. I bought this product, college, this dream of going to college, get you a great job, make good money and all this other stuff and have a great life. But now I'm realizing, wait a minute, if I graduate right now and I'm doing this, I'm going to be miserable. That's when I decided to change my major. I changed my major. Now, I didn't know how to choose my major. So what, to answer your question about how did I get on purpose, it's not the way I show people to find their purpose now. I did it in a trial and error kind of thing and kind of the long route, the scenic route to it. There's quicker ways you can do it. I, I think I told you on the last show that I can help somebody find their purpose in less than 15 minutes. <laughs> you know, it ain't that hard, but I'm going the years route to find it. So I went to them, the, the school catalog because they had a catalog back then. Now everything's online. And all I did just was highlight every course that I wouldn't mind taking for free. Now, I'm not saying this is the best way to choose a major, but this is what I did. I went down and I highlighted every course in the catalog that I said, okay, I take that. I guess what I didn't highlight? Fortran, <laughs> you know, Pascal and Cobol. And so I'm highlighting these courses. Then I go back and I get a, pen, a pad and a paper and I started writing down the courses. And I said, okay, what majors are those courses in? And most of them landed in communication. And that's when I decided, you know what? I'm going to major in communication. And when I told my family that, especially my dad who came back in my life after I was a young adult, I told him I was changing my major. He thought I had lost my mind. He said, boy, you're crazy. He said, I said, what are you talking about? He says, do you know how much money you can make as a minority graduating at the top of your class with a computer science degree? He said, "Computer." that's when computers were just getting, mm-hmm. getting to blow up. That was big. He, yeah. he said, man, you can write your ticket. You would never have to worry about money again. And I said, but, but dad, I'm not going to be happy doing that. That's not going to satisfy me. Now, I didn't have a personal walk with Christ at that time. Mm-hmm. And so he says, what, what are you going to do if you don't do that? I said, I'm going to um, major in communication. He says, what? Communication? Famous words Joseph, my dad said to me. Now, all of a sudden, he has amnesia now. He can't remember saying this. He says, who in the world is going to pay you to run your mouth for a living? You think you're Brian Gumble or something? That's what he told me, right? Ah, ah, ah. <laughs> remember Brian Gumble? He was huge during that time, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So, and Dr. So- Joe, what do you get paid to do now? I get paid to run my mouth for a living. <laughs> so, Amen, man. That's Amen. why my dad has amnesia now when I tell him. <laughs> now I go, I've been all over the world. I've spoken in every state at least twice, four different countries, giving probably over 1,500 presentations, getting paid to run my mouth for a living. And my dad said, I don't remember telling you that. <laughs> I love <laughs> so, yeah, it. I love it. So, <laughs> so thank you for giving us that, your personal story on that. And BC Nation, maybe you relate to that. Maybe you relate to Dr. Joe and, and you're like, hey, I'm in that now. That's how I've been doing it. Mm-hmm. I've been um, kind of trial and error trying to find my purpose. I know I resonate personally with that and I did the same thing. And I also did the same thing in college where I went and I was like, what are the, the classes I actually want to do if I right. didn't care about this piece of paper? Right. <laughs> like, like seriously. And I went, I took Latin dance class. I took Aikido, you know, all these martial <laughs> arts class, just fun stuff. Right, right. And they were all electives, but I actually enjoyed myself. Right. Mm-hmm. Have I done well? I've done well. Point being though, BC Nation, now Dr. Joe, I'm going to challenge you um, to give us Okay, that's how you did it. Right. You said it wasn't the best way, and no. it's not what you teach. Because it took me two years, Joseph. It took you two years. <laughs> yeah. now, now you teach people to do it in 15 minutes. Yeah. Walk us through what you would teach someone to do in 15 minutes. So my listener, they're listening right now, and they're, they're waiting. They're like, all right, Dr. Joe, great story. What about me? What about my, my life? Mm. Tell me how to do it. So we have about 17 minutes left on the show. No pressure. Um, I don't need that long. 
Okay. <laughs> walk, walk my listener through what to do and make it strategic. Make it like, it's okay, here's the steps. Absolutely. All right, go for it. The and stage you know, I'm, is yours, I'm real my practical friend. about this. And even though we're saying, we're saying it only takes 15 minutes, 15 minutes to understand. And if you walk faithfully through this, 15 minutes to get there, but it could take you a lifetime to accept it. And it take you years. And that's going to be the problem. Not the explaining it, it's you actually walking through it yourself. First of all, we start with the quickest way to get to your purpose. One, start by um, hanging around people with passion. Stop hanging around purposeless people, basically is what I'm saying. A lot of, what I just say, the average college student takes about 4.7 something year, um, time, change to make it 4.7 something times. Who are they hanging around? <laughs> they're hanging around people who are changing their majors <laughs> that many times. Find somebody who knows why they're in college, just if they're a college student, who is passionate about what they do, who knows what they're doing and why they're doing it. It's not that you're pursuing the same end that they're pursuing, but you're going to learn something, glean something from them just being in their presence and mm-hmm. how they make decisions. Don't give it to me being on your show right now. They're trying to glean something from me sharing my story with you. So one, stop hanging around purposes, people. Okay. <laughs> Two, spend more time by yourself and less time with other people. Now, don't hear what I'm not saying. I'm not saying to isolate yourself in, from society, become a monk. No, sometimes we treat other people like a drug. I got to be around people. I got to be around people. I got to be around people. I got to go hang out. I got to go hang out with my friends. I got to go do this. I got to be, no, no. See, it's impossible for you to find yourself if you're always around other people. Jesus went away from the disciples at a moment so he can be, spend time with the father. You have to pull yourself away from the crowd sometimes to get there. Now, here's the part, the practical steps to that now. And that's why I say it's less than 17 minutes. I don't need that long. After you stop hanging around people without passion and you start hanging around the passion-filled people and less around the purposeless people and you start spending more time by yourself, then you have to petition God. And let me tell you about petition God. Now, I don't know if there's people out here who may not be believers, but now you can rely on your own conscience or you can let the Holy Spirit do it for you. But either way you want to do it, I'm not mad at you. Do whatever. <laughs> you just want to find your purpose. But I don't believe there's a purpose you will find outside of a relationship with God, but that's neither here nor there, all right? But here's the thing. When you get by yourself, you got to ask yourself the tough questions, the tough questions that typically you don't, you don't always ask yourself or you don't take time to write down the answers. And so you black out about maybe 30 minutes to an hour to do it and ask yourself questions like this. If you had all the free time in the world, which you don't, but if you did, what would you want to master research and study deeply? It's kind of a, a derivative of what we said, Joseph, about we went to the catalog and said, what would I like taking if I didn't have to worry about anything? So it's that kind of equivalent. If you had all the free time in the world, what would you want to master research and study deeply? I mean, on your own, nobody's pressuring you to do it. You would do it if you had that kind of free time. There's nothing to ask yourself while you're doing that alone time. If you never had to worry about money, like you said, Joseph, if money was not an issue, your bills were never going to be an issue, but you had to do something for free using your talent, skills, gifts, and abilities, what would it be? What would it be? If you never had to worry about paying anything. Now, that means every day you got up in the morning, you got to choose something that you could do that you're guaranteed not to ever have to worry about money. But as soon as you complain about it, your bills come back. (laughs) So you better choose something that you really would love doing that you'd be willing to do for free. Another question to ask yourself, um, if you could succeed at anything, and could fail. There's no possible chance for you failing. And you can succeed at anything, at anything. You're going to succeed in the top 5%. You don't have to have the contacts, the resources, nothing. Bam. You do it, you're going to be in the top 10% doing that. What would you attempt to do that's legal, 
<laughs> all right, <laughs> professionally using your gifts, talents, and abilities if you knew you couldn't fail. Now, let's get down to some questions. Now, they probably even asked themselves that question before, but I know they haven't asked these questions. Check this out. Think about your gifts, talents, and abilities, Joseph. Think about what do you receive the most compliments for? That people always say, man, Joseph, you're so good at that. Joe Martin, you're so good at that. And listen to what I'm talking about. People always showering you with praise when it comes to something that you do, how you respond, how you react, and things that they see you engaged in. And they come alongside you and say, boy, I wish I could do that the way you do it. Boy, you are so talented at that. And, and what's funny about it is that it embarrasses us to a point because they keep saying it, right? But that's called a clue. They're complimenting you on something that you don't even, you, that you've taken for granted but it's come naturally to you. See, I believe our purpose is wrapped up in our, what I call our spiritual DNA. That's our desires, our nature, our nature, and our, uh, um, our ability. Those are unique to us that God has given us as a gift. Specific desires, what he's built into our nature, and unique innate abilities that comes natural to us when we exercise that ability. So compliments. Here's another question we don't ask ourselves, but we should. When it comes to your gifts, talents, and abilities, what do you have the most confidence in? Think about that for a second. You don't have to, man, you can wait, fall out of your bed and do it and not have to think twice about it. You know, we said this, this um, podcast, we didn't pre-script this, Joseph, but you're asking me questions that I didn't know what questions you're going to ask, but it's natural for me to answer those questions. Why? Because I'm gifted at this. I have confidence in this. Now, if you said, Joe, now explain to us how you change a carburetor. Dude, you can get silence on this air right now. I don't know how to do that. <laughs> so, so, so what do you receive the most compliments for? Now, look how the, comp, the, um, the compliments that you receive and the confidence that you have, look how they can be combined. Guess what? I have a lot of confidence. Uh, well, let's put it this way. I get a lot of compliments on my singing, on my um, speaking ability, but I've never received a compliment on my singing, ever. So guess what I shouldn't tell you I think my purpose is? Is to bring a joyful noise to everybody <laughs> but God, you know, take it to the world. I don't want, the world can live without my singing talents. But, get, but I don't have confidence in my singing ability either. You can, you can put, me, put me on front of a stage and I would shut down if you said, Joe, sing to this audience. But you put me on a stage, you say, speak to them, teach them, lead them, guide them, direct them help them along, motivate them, inspire them, encourage them. Man, move out my way. I'll blow the, blow the roof off the stage. It's not cockiness, it's confidence. So what do you receive the most compliments for? What do you have the most confidence in? Here's another question that I, I, I really think um, kind of gets at the heart of things. And I love this one. What is it when it comes to your gifts, talents, uh, and abilities that when you do it and you utilize it, it brings you joy? But at the same time, when you do it, it brings joy to other people. I love that question. What do you do that brings you joy that while you're doing it, it also brings joy to other people? Good example. I enjoy singing. But guess what? Brings me joy. But it doesn't bring joy to other people when I do it. <laughs> now, I know this because my daughter reminds me this every time I start singing. However, I noticed that I enjoy inspiring, motivating, encouraging, communicating. And I, I lose myself in it, Joseph. Then all of a sudden, guess what? I look around, I open my eyes. People are cheering, clapping. Give me a pat on the back. Can I get the notes to that? Can you send me that, dude? Whoa, wait a minute now. They seem to enjoy that when I do that. 
but they have no idea. Please don't tell them, Joseph. I had more fun doing it than they did enjoying it. And so when we're talking about that thing you do for free, dude, I run my mouth for free. And yet people give me money to do it. Who knew? And so that's why I couldn't communicate that to my dad when I was just a teenager is that, man, I got to pursue something that brings me joy, but I was doing it for selfish reasons, something that brings me joy. But when I engaged in it, I saw that it brought joy to other people. I said, maybe this is my purpose. Because think about it this way. If I do something that only brings you joy, Joseph, that's great for you, but I'm miserable when I'm doing it. Guess what? That means I'm a martyr. I'm being miserable, but I'm bringing you joy. However, if I do something just for me, but it doesn't bring you joy, that makes me selfish. Because I'm having a blast. Who cares if you don't have it and you're not having fun? But what if I do something that brings you joy and it brings joy to me at the same time? Guess what I call that? A miracle. Because God's hand is on that. But And so that's pretty much basically the steps. Now, the thing is, we got to stop. Um, we have to accept um, the fact that whatever God reveals to us in our heart or whatever you come to the conclusion, you have to get over the fear of thinking that you made a mistake, trying to figure out how you're going to do it and accomplish it, figuring out if you're gonna, are you going to make enough money doing it? Because that's usually what talks us out of it. Or you got to be a, stop being afraid of what people think because you did it or you're choosing to do it. What did my dad say? Who do you think you are, Brian Gumble? Who's going to pay you to run your mouth for a living? That could have shut me down and said, well, maybe he's right. Maybe I can't do it. But you can't let somebody else project their fears and insecurities onto you. See, what my dad was actually saying, it's not that my dad was trying to discourage me or didn't love me. He basically was saying this, I can't imagine myself getting paid to speak for a living. Because you know what's funny about it, Joseph? I actually spoke for him. It was the CIA. Um, and my dad, that's his only chance he ever got to hear me speak in person. And he came to see how they had to vet him to get him in the building and everything. So he's there and then we finish and we go out to lunch afterwards. I said, so dad, what do you think? Now I'm in, at that time I had to be in my twenties. I said, what, and I was doing it professionally. I said, dad, what do you think? His words, I could do that. I could do that. Now ask him the question, how many people have ever paid you to do it? You see, he thinks he can do it now because he saw me do it. I actually believe my dad could do it, but how come he didn't do it? Cause he was too afraid. But when he saw me do it, he's thinking, I can do that. And that's typically what happens when we see people doing something that we love. I can do that. So how come they're doing it and you're not? Fear. Fear. So let me share this. I know you didn't ask for this much, but I'm, um, I'm an over-deliver, okay? If you want to get past that fear, it is very easy. It's not as hard as you think it is. All you got to do, go back to what I said before, hang around passion-filled people and less time around purposeless people. Find somebody who's doing what you want to do or similar to what you want to do. In other words, don't even really look at their profession, but look at are they utilizing those gifts, those talents and abilities that you have. And you say, wow, I would like to use my gifting that way. Then all you simply do, how hard is this, Joseph? Hey, Joseph, can I talk to you? You are such a phenomenal podcaster. Man, the way you communicate with your guests could I buy you a cup of coffee and pick your brain to ask you, how did you get started doing that? That's how difficult it is. And the more people you talk to, the more their, um, their passion is going to seep into you. And you're going to think, maybe I can. Because guess what they're not going to do? Talk you out of it. Mm -hmm. If they love it and they're passionate about it. And so when I tell my students, we actually had this as an assignment in class. You imagine me teaching communication. This is one of their assignments that they had to interview three people who would do their jobs for free. And they thought that was the hardest assignment in the world. But when they did it, guess what happened when they came back to turn an assignment? I would say 85% of the students changed their majors. 
I got in trouble for that with my dean, but that's a whole nother story. But 85% of them changed their majors saying, wow, I didn't know. I said, you didn't know because you didn't ask. And when I put them in front of people who were just like them, passionate about it, those people inspired them far more than I could because I'm not doing what they're pursuing. But the people mm. were. Does that make sense, Joseph? So that's the quick version. And I even think I took too long to even explain that. But that's how you do it. That's powerful. Okay, so I'm not even going to go through all those questions, BC Nation, <laughs> but I'm going to leave it up to you. If you're in a place where you really want to find your purpose and authentically, like deeply, truly, and you're willing to do the work, then press rewind on this show and go through it and write out each of those questions that Dr. Joe spoke. He spoke it very articulately. I'm not even going to try to summarize it. Um, I would not do justice. So write out each of those questions. Take, so step one, hang around passion-filled people. Right. Step two, spend more time by yourself, less time with the crowd, mm -hmm. right? but more time with yourself. And then he gave you six questions to ask yourself while you're with yourself, right? right? Time to think. Schedule time to think. A lot of people don't schedule time to actually think about what they want, about what they're working on, anything. They're just in reaction mode. Schedule mm -hmm. time to think. And then, Joe, you mentioned the third step. Uh, was petition God. Can you break that down for us? Well, that, go, that goes with the, the question. The reason I say petition, because I'm going to make it easier for your listeners. Um, people, think people, privacy, petition. Stop hanging around purposeless people, hang around passionate people. Uh, privacy, spend more time by yourself and less time around the crowd. In the P stand for petition, question yourself, ask yourself the tough questions. So I just picked petition, Joseph, because it was a great alliteration for the P's. <laughs> it made it easy to remember. Okay. All right. So I, I do want to break this down because you said early in the show, Dr. Joe, that uh, you believe personally that someone cannot find their true purpose without consulting with God, right? right? So in that petition, those six questions are really questions for self, right? Yeah, Stuff you're yourself. asking yourself. Mm -hmm. So how do we bring that to God? How do we have that conversation with God once we get some answers to those six questions? Well, I'm, I'm going to see how I can address it because that's really a, a really deep question, deeper than it sounds. Because no, I don't believe you can find your purpose outside of God. And I know we can get some pushback on that. Joe, yes, you can. No, let's be practical. All right. Um, we'll use, um, I, I use this chair as an example that I'm sitting Everything was built for a reason, for a purpose, okay, for a purpose. If I don't know the purpose of a thing, I will misuse and abuse the thing. Now, let's say, for instance, I, this chair. Now, I could go to this chair and say, chair, what's your purpose? I will not get an answer. The chair is not going to yell at me and tell me, Joe, let me tell you my purpose. Why won't the chair? They said, well, Joe, the chair can't talk. Let me tell you why the chair, even if the chair could talk, it couldn't tell me. It could guess because the chair didn't build itself. If you wanna know the purpose of a thing, you gotta ask the maker of the thing. You can't ask the thing. So you can't ask me, Joe, what's your purpose? I didn't make me. I can't even ask my mama because guess what? She just enjoyed the process. Well, she won't say it was an enjoyable process of bringing me here, but she didn't make me. My dad didn't make me. So now if I go to this chair, the chair's not gonna give me an answer. So I can start guessing. You know what I'm gonna do? It looks like, because it swivels, I'm going to start using it as a ride and start spinning around in it. I can use that, but I'm misusing and abusing this chair. I can um, decide to make it a bed and say, you know what, this is likely to be a comfortable place to sleep and guess what, mess up my back or anything else because I'm misusing it. But if I go back to the manufacturer and I said, why did you bake that chair? Oh, it was a place for you to be able to sit and rest and they would show me exactly how to do it. So to answer your question about where, how God goes into this, 
God has already put this in you. You think you came up with this by yourself, but you didn't create your abilities and your, your nature and um, your desires. Where did it come from? Because Joseph, think about it this way. We both have the gift of gab in communication and that's how we make our living. Come on, dude, if we had a choice, would this have been the gift we would have chosen? There would have been a lot of other things I would have chosen. Man, I would have been taller, number one. <laughs> you know what I, mean? I would have I'd been have, an athlete. I, <laughs> I, I would have superpowers. I mean, I have the Superman curl. I would have the Superman <laughs> powers. That's right. You do a little bit like, like Clark Kent, man. But you know what? But, but Joseph, that's what I'm talking about. We wouldn't have chosen this. We would have chosen something else. But yet, we're not mad because we have the gift to communicate. But the question is, okay, God, you give me the gift to communicate. How do I go to God? God, here's the magic question. How did now that you revealed this to me, even though I was denying that you even existed, but I realized I got a natural um, desire and nature and ability about myself to communicate, to encourage and motivate and inspire. God, how can I use this to glorify you and serve others with it? That's what you go to God and petition God about that. And what if you I don't hear, what, what if you don't hear an answer the first time you go to him? Oh, you gonna hear an answer. <laughs> if you're going there with the right heart, let's say for instance, I'll tell you when I'm not going to hear an answer. I don't really believe God exists. I'm not really sure. Okay, God, how you want me to use this gift to communicate to serve you and to serve others? God ain't speaking. Without faith, it's impossible to please him. That's in Hebrews. How you do I get to faith, faith if, I, if I don't have faith? Because some of my listeners, Joe, they're right there, buddy. They mm -hmm. are right there. And we're, and we're not making anyone wrong. But we do want to say, don't stop if you're at that place in your spiritual journey. Right. If you believe that the universe is God and the, the high, this higher energy or you have an inner divinity or whatever is your, your latest thing, don't stop pursuing truth. Mm -hmm. Keep going wherever it leads. If it leads to God, so be it. Right. But keep going. So Joe, like if they, like, how do they even take that next step, buddy? Well, I can tell you, I'm going to tell you my route and I'm not saying it's the best route, but I'm telling you, let me ask you a question. Then I'll tell you my route, which is not really great. All right. <laughs> well, I would tell them, go back to what we said before. You lack faith. You don't, you're doubting question God. Hang around people with an open mind who you, you, um, you respect who are walking in their faith. I love, I have agnostic friends. I have atheist friends. Why do they enjoy being around me if I'm, I love Jesus? Because guess what? I don't try to convert them. They ain't trying to convert me, but I'm going to live out my faith in front of them. And they're going to live out theirs in front of me. And like my mom said, you put a, a sinner and a saint in a room together, somebody coming out converted. <laughs> so, so I'm going to keep hanging around you until, you know, either I can influence you or you're going to influence me, either one or the other. But that's it, either, so I, that's I, one way. Yeah, I love what you just said there, right? Because I, you know, I go to a cigar gathering, and it's all these atheist guys and mm -hmm. agnostics and stuff, and I'm like the token Christian, and and like they are on mission to convert me to atheism. <laughs> My and friends like, don't do that though. <laughs> and I'm like, can't we just smoke a cigar and drink some port? Like seriously, I didn't come here. Right? I don't feel the need to be on mission to convert you. If that's convert, where you're right. at in your spiritual journey, so yeah. be it. But obviously, you're longing for more. Mm -hmm. Obviously, there's a desire in you that wants more because you see something in me that lights you up. You, can, you don't understand it. You don't get it. And you try to resist it. So that's why you got to pick at it. Like, it's this scab you got to pick at. If it wasn't, like, if you were completely content in your atheistic views, right. why do you feel the need to be confronting? Now, just I'll make this even more what basic. If, My son, when he was in school, in grade school, he would come to me and he says, daddy, I guess Kendall was maybe about in the fifth grade or sixth grade. He says, daddy, 
He says, I have people who don't believe in God at my school. And he says, how can I, you know, how can I convince them that God is real? How can I, I say, stop. I said, you don't have to convince them. You have to be convinced. I said, this isn't about them. It's about your faith and you live out your faith. I said, when, that's why when I see us as Christians, we get into these battles. I'm not, I'm not going to get into battle. Why do I have to defend my God? Why not you defend your faith? I'm going to walk in mine. You can keep defending yours. And so my thing is I want my light to shine so bright that you're going to have questions or you're going to run away from it like you're a cockroach or something. You see what I mean? And so I'm going to let my light shine. And then those people who come with sincere questions, I will give them answers. And I've had, you imagine as a college professor, I had students, man, tell me about your faith. I never mentioned my faith, mm. but they can see I'm a man of faith. And now, wasn't it, wasn't it you on the last show that you came on Broken Catholic and you said, jo Joseph, make your life demand an explanation, an explanation. That's yes. how you said it, right? Live with such power and truth within you that you're just shining brightly and people are like, I want that. What is that? Right. Where do I get that? Like, and for some period. reason, we think that's a foreign concept. Of like, no, if you have to shout, then guess what? Then you're not living it. You don't believe it yourself. That, that, let's put it, make it more real. If I got to tell my wife and my children, I'm the man of the house, I ain't the man of the house. <laughs> that's true. That's very I got to tell them. <laughs> you know, I am so, a confident man. You should I'm a confident me. man. You can't tell me. Everybody on, would look man. at that guy like, uh, no, you're not. <laughs> no, you're not. Right, so BC Nation, I don't want to leave you hanging here, right? And Joe, I just want to expand about uh, on what you said. If you're struggling and, and like you're at that stage, but you haven't taken it to God, you don't know how to take it to God because maybe you don't believe that God exists. I, I've shared this on previous episodes. I've shared this with my friends that were atheists and agnostics. They took this advice and guess what? God met them where they were and right. now they believe in God. Like, how did that happen? They asked him one question. Mm -hmm. They showed up in their quiet time and they said, God, if you're real, mm -hmm. show me you're real in my life mm -hmm. in a way that even I can't deny. Yeah. God, if you're real, show me you're real in my life in a way that even I, my critical brain, my skeptical brain can't deny. And then believe he actually will. Mm -hmm. That's what Dr. Joe said. Just at least be open-minded. Be open-minded about it. Be open-minded. Awesome. And, and you will watch God show up in your life. And my friends, it, it's happened to them. And they called me up. They're like, what the, dude, what? Like, all of a sudden, this happened, this happened, this person I met, and boom, boom, boom. Like, and I just felt this loving embrace of God. And I can't explain it. I just know that God is real. He's my father. And I am loved. Mm-hmm. I didn't, kid, I didn't persuade them that. I didn't give them those words. Mm -hmm. They did. If you want, that's real conversion. If you want that, that's how you get it. Yeah. All right, Joe, we got to wrap up the show. It's such a good show. You really delivered. And you didn't just deliver, Dr. Joe. You over-delivered on the purpose conversation. The question you gave to my listeners are not typical questions, at least not the last three or four. Yeah, not the last three or four, yeah. Right? And you really over-delivered, so I, I just thank you for that. Let's get into the confession round, my favorite part of the show. Uh -oh. uh, you were on it last time, but <laughs> yeah. you never know. Something may have changed, right? So I'm going to ask you 10 quick-fire questions. You'll have about three seconds to answer each. Um, are you ready, Dr. Joe? Always ready, man. All right. So BC Nation, we're speaking with Dr. Joe Martin. You can find him at realmenconnect.com, realmenconnect.com. And he runs, he's the podcast host of the number one podcast on iTunes for Christian men. All right, Dr. Joe, what's your favorite thing about God? 
is love. What's your least favorite thing about God? How you love a sinner like me. Hmm. What are you most afraid of? Um, of not representing him well to other people. Hmm. What are you struggling with right now? Physical pain. <laughs> a lot yeah, of I physical got that. pain. <laughs> and, and BC Nation, I just want to you know, be real with Dr. Joe's permission here. He got on the show. He's like, Joseph, I need your prayers. I said, what's going on? He goes, my neck's all locked up. My back, my, like, it's all locked up. I'm in extreme physical pain. Um, you know, I, I had some things back in the day, some operation surgeries, and I think they're coming back or whatever. So we prayed over him for, for a release on some of that pain. And I think, you know, he forgot about the pain during the yeah, show. Man. Like you really just showed up powerfully and passionate. Yes. And now I'm seeing it starting to creep in as we're wrapping mm -hmm. up the show. As soon as I said we were finishing, like the pain's <laughs> like, here we go. Um, so I just want to acknowledge Dr. Joe for coming on, keeping his word. He could have easily not kept this appointment and you would not have gotten this value. So I just acknowledge him for being a man of integrity, and I challenge each of us to do the same. Dr. Joe, what do you wish you had learned sooner about God? Um, how much he loves me. Yeah. How much. And what's a new habit you want to form? Patience, man. Patience, waiting on his time and taking it off my watch and doing it his way, not my way, and not getting ahead of him. Amen to that. What's a bad habit you want to break? The same thing, getting ahead of him. God, I trust you, but let me go first. No, let him go first. <laughs> That's not real trust, is it? <laughs> no. Nope. Pick three words to describe who you are right now. Purposeful, passionate, and powerful. That's how I also put that on my voicemail message. See, that's why I'm hanging out with you, a passion-filled <laughs> person. All right, uh, pick three words to describe who you were before you experienced God in your life. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Arrogant. Um, um, a loner, lone ranger. And I would say, um, defensive, not trust with me, not trusting anybody. Yeah, I get that. And last question. And I know you answered it on the, the previous episode, but sometimes your answers change based on new experiences in life. If you could come back to life, Joe, after you died, look your family and friends in the eye, your kids, and give them only one piece of advice. What would you say to them about everything, about all of it? <laughs> It's the same thing I told on the last show. Cause I already know that means it's in my heart, man. He's real. I told you he was real. I told you. <laughs> you guys thought I was playing. I'm telling you, he's real. It's all real. <laughs> it's all, all real. Right. Any final wisdom, Dr. Joe? What's the one thing you want my listener to know about having a relationship with God versus not? Wow, that if you ever want um to experience pure, pure joy, unadulterated joy and peace, what we all want to have. You're, gonna, you're not going to be able to find it outside of a relationship with him. And I say that not because I'm an expert, because I tried it. Um, I had all the trappings that the world offered me, especially coming up as a kid in the projects. Man, I had the compensation. I had the education. I had the occupation. I had the reputation. And even some people were even intimidated by me. And I had it all, but I didn't have him. And all of that meant nothing. Now, I would trade all of that just to have him. And guess what? When I found him, he says, you know what? I'm not going to give you all of that you have, but I'm going to give you what you need. And now you're going to praise me for it. And that's what I do now. So if you're looking for joy, peace that man in the world cannot give you, you're going to find it in Christ, in him. 
Amen to that. Dr. Gr- uh, Dr. Martin, do you have anything um, uh, where uh, BC Nation can find you? Any projects you got going on? Any gifts for them or anything like that? You see, I put you on the spot. Yeah, but we always got gifts for them, Joseph. But you mentioned earlier, just go to our website at realmenconnect.com, realmenconnect.com. And also, we do have a gift that they can get there as soon as they get to our website. And I don't think I mentioned this to you, Joseph, last time we talked, but it's called the Real Man um, Victory Tracker. And what it does is keeps us in balance so we don't drift. Man, I mentioned all the conversation, all this other stuff, but we easily, it's a lot of times we don't try to ruin our families. We kind of drift away from them. And so this is a tracker that you can go over a month. You can make copies of it and you can track yourself in the key areas to make sure that you're living a balanced life, work as well as home life. Mm. Amen. BC Nation, go get that now. Real Men Connect, Dr. Joe Martin. Thank you for being on Broken Catholic a second time and for speaking to us about how to find our purpose. I wish you God's love. As always, you stay on purpose. That's what you're doing. Stay on purpose, baby. I wish you God's love, peace, and joy in your life, my friend. Cheers. BC Nation, you cannot show up authentically in your life without building faith in your business. If you want the business side of that conversation, I have another podcast called First 100K, where I interview successful entrepreneurs about how they made their first $100,000, because that's where I believe 90% of you are stuck and you can't break through. Go to first100k.com to find out how. I'm Joseph Warren. You were made for greatness. So stop being a wuss and start being a winner. Have a blessed day, and I'll see you right back here next week.